Pacific Coast Church, Pastor Ashley here. Happy Sunday to you. We are so, so glad that you decided to connect with us online today. But I gotta tell you, friends, if you are comfortable and if you are able, we wanna invite you to join us in person as well. We meet every single Sunday, 10 a.m., Mount Tahoma High School. It's a powerful time of worship and getting to hear the word live. Also, our kids' church, can I just tell you, is so rocking. We are teaching your little littles, your bigger littles. They are having a blast. Pastor Michelle is always on point with that entire team. Friends, it is important if you can, we want you to gather with us. We also wanna invite you, if you aren't involved in a small group, please make sure that you lean into that. Connect with community, be intentional about that. And you know what? Some of our small groups are connected with their interests right? And even our dream teams, they are connected so often with the things that God's already put inside of them, the things that they're passionate about. We have so many amazing teams that you can explore your skill sets, your interests, all of that. But maybe, just maybe, you don't even know what those are yet. Maybe you're not tuned in to even knowing what your spiritual gifts are or the things that really bring you life. If that's the case, can I invite you to be a part of our virtual growth track? In fact, our February sessions start this Wednesday. All you have to do is register online at pacificcoast.church. It's just four simple virtual sessions. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. It's so personable. Mostly, yeah, you learn a little bit about Pacific Coast Church, but you really learn so much about how God has created you. Maybe the talents that you already have that you didn't even realize were actual talents, skill sets that you can share with others, and even spiritual giftings that you can see God grow and develop inside of you. I wanna invite you to that. It's so, so important that we learn more about how God created us to fulfill the purpose, the grand purpose that he has for our lives. So again, if you've never gone through Growth Track at Pacific Coast Church, we wanna invite you to register right now at pacificcoast.church. Session one starts this week. We just wanna remind you, your giving, your giving is how we can do this today, how we can come to you virtually. Your giving is allowing so much ministry to occur here in the Tacoma Pierce County area, but also around the globe. Friends, God created this entire life process for us to not only connect with each other, but to link arms together to bring more of heaven to earth, not just in eternity, but right now. And your giving makes that possible. So we wanna thank you. Thank you for giving of your prayers. That is such a huge deal. We at Pacific Coast Church believe in prayer. We know prayer changes things. And we know God hears us and he calls us to prayer. If you have a prayer need, please go right now. You can submit those online at pacificcoast.church or you can even text them to us by texting the word Pacific to 84576 and then responding with your prayer request there. Every single week, our entire prayer team is praying. Also, we meet together every single Wednesday on Facebook Live 
for noon prayer virtually. It's such a powerful time. It's super short. It's only like 15 or 20 minutes, but I'm telling you, God moves powerfully in those times that we have together. So I wanna invite you to mark your calendars for that. Also, thank you for the giving of your time, your energy, your talents. Friends, our dream team, it is such a powerhouse of individuals that have decided to use their gifts, their experiences, their passions, everything we just talked about for the kingdom of God in a really practical way, not just on Sundays, but throughout the week. There's so many opportunities. So if you've never signed up for Dream Team, go do that now. You can do that also at pacificcoast.church. We want to invite you to explore that. We also, as always, thank you for the giving of your resources. We know this is a powerful act of worship, and it's a way to even open up your finances so that God can move. Can I just tell you that so often we get questions about people's finances and how to be good stewards, and that starts with you making sure that you entrust what God has asked of you and trust it back to him. It's all his anyway, friends. And when we give of what scripture calls our first fruits, it opens up the entirety of our finances for God to work in and through. And so thank you for the faithfulness that you have in your giving and the obedience to whatever God is speaking to you. Whether he's nudging you to give for the very first time, or maybe he's nudging you to step out in faith to give more than you ever have, whatever it is. Friends, can I tell you, he is trustworthy. Trust him in that and be obedient, not to anything I'm saying, but to his voice. You can do that by texting the word donation to 84576. That'll have the link sent right to your phone. You also can give online always at pacificcoast.church slash give. Also, you can mail checks directly from your banking bill pay or just mailing a good old snail mail check to Pacific Coast Church, P.O. Box 66026, Tacoma, Washington, 98467. Thank you, friends. Thank you for being open to hearing what God is speaking, and thank you for your faithfulness and obedience in walking that out. I want to pray for you as you prepare to give. Maybe it's giving that prayer request, just laying it at, at the feet of the Lord, trusting Him in a way to put the prayer request out there. Maybe it's, again, taking that first step to sign up for Growth Track or Dream Team. Maybe it's giving of your finances for the first time. I want to pray for you as you prepare to do that. And then we're going to hear an awesome word. I love this series, God in Flesh. So cool. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you're a God that's with us. Lord, I don't even have to ask you to be in this moment because where two or three are gathered, even virtually, you're here. Lord, thank you that we feel your presence even here and now. And Lord, thank you that you speak. You're not a God that's far away. You're with us and you're speaking to us and that takes so many different forms. So Lord, right now we quiet. We quiet our spirits, Lord, so that we can hear your voice even better. Lord, as you speak through the word that you've given JF today, but Lord, also as you speak to us individually about whatever that next step is that you're desiring for us to take. 
whatever it is that it looks like trusting you a little bit more. Thank you, God, that you're speaking that right now. Give us the courage, Lord, to admit that we're hearing you, to admit what those little nudges are. And Lord, thank you, God, that you're gonna give us the strength to walk it out in whatever way you're speaking. Lord, we ask that you prepare our hearts for your word today as we hear this message, Lord, and as we chew on it throughout the week, allowing your spirit to continually unpack it for us. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, hey, what's up, Pacific Coast Church? My name is J.F. Wilkerson, and I just want to welcome you today to Church Online, wherever you may find yourself, whether that's with your loved ones, maybe you're with your some close friends, you're, maybe you're watching from your living room, or maybe you're alone somewhere on a walk, I don't know, maybe you're on your lunch break. Wherever you are, whenever you are getting to watch this, whoever you're with, I just want you to know just how honored and humbled I am that you take some time and join us today. Hey, we're continuing the series entitled God in Flesh. And we started this series at the beginning of this month of January as you know, we start this new, yet again, strange, unlike any other year called 2022. And if you can remember, I, you know, I prefaced this series with not wanting to be in any way tone deaf or naive or pretend like stuff isn't happening in the world. All kinds of crazy stuff's happening in our state, in our country, and throughout the entire uh, world. So I, I just really felt like during this season, it was just so important to take some time and revisit some of the key interactions Jesus had with people and some of the ways he really maneuvered and responded during difficult times. So that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish in this series of teachings. Jesus, who in fact was and is God in flesh. Now, that's, that's what we as Christians believe. As crazy as it sounds, God came to us in flesh form and the question is like, like why, why would he do that? Why would the God of the entire universe lower himself to take on the form of, of his creation, right? Why, why would he come to us in that way? So today, I want to look at one of the shortest prayers in terms of words in the Bible, and yet perhaps one of the most impactful because, because the result of this prayer changed the course of all of eternity for every human. So today, we're going to look at Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he goes to the cross. And in the most basic terms, Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane begins with something that Jesus knows God has asked him to do. And quite frankly, he doesn't, really want, he doesn't really want to do it. Now, that alone will blow some people's minds. Maybe you're like me, that just kind of blows my mind. And honestly, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I hear the funniest stuff all the time. People make up the craziest things that they are certain is in the Bible. I, I've had some, so many people in passing say things like, well, if it happened, then it must be God's will. No, that's not true. That's not in scripture. It's not in the Bible. Here, here's another one. God will never give you more than you can handle. Nope, that's not in the Bible either. It, 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 here, here's what it does say. It, it says you won't be tempted beyond what you can bear, 
but we constantly face things in our life that we can't handle alone. That's why we need him. Here's, here's another one. God won't ever ask you to do something that you aren't comfortable with. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, have, have, have you read about these people in the Bible at all? Like, like Abraham, Moses, Noah, remember that story? Like, I don't think he really wanted to have to do all that. Esther, Joseph, Jonah, Jesus. I mean, the list goes on. You know, I, I can remember when God very clearly told Ashley and I, along with so many of you, to go ahead and start Pacific Coast Church. You know, after all that we had gone through at our previous church, all the betrayal, the pain, the heartache, so much of me, meaning my flesh, like, like can I be honest with you? Like, I didn't, I didn't want to start a new church. Like, so much of me didn't want to take on another chance of being hurt by church people. Yet, Ashley and I knew that we knew we had to. And, and so here we are. And you know what? God's blessing PCC. I mean, exponentially. It's so exciting all that God's already doing. And, and listen, listen, slow down. I, I'm, not, I'm not comparing us starting PCC to Jesus dying for all of us. That, that's absurd. And it isn't anywhere in the ballpark. But, but I believe, and I, and I want you to see, that, that Jesus himself had to go through a process of dying to his own desires, and instead leaning into what God was asking of him. It's clear that the Heavenly Father has already begun to reveal some of Jesus' assignment to him. And so here we are, Jesus, he's overwhelmed. Like, like he isn't excited about doing it. He's, he's not excited about going to the cross. And don't, don't take my word for it. Let's go to the gospel. Let's Turn to Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 36. Let me confirm this. It says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Verse 37 says, He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, here's Jesus talking right now, Jesus says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus, fully God and fully man, is beyond devastated over this assignment. Jesus, he begins to realize that there's, there's only one thing to do. So what does he do? He goes directly to his father to process it. But he doesn't just do that. There are elements to this processing type of prayer that we need to recognize and implement in our own prayers. Jesus models this for us. So here's what I want you to know. The first thing that I want you to see about how Jesus prayed this prayer is that Jesus is showing us, number one, write this down, the with. The with. What are you talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. Jesus, our Savior, when going to pray through the processing of the most important assignment of his life. He didn't go somewhere alone to seek the Lord. No, he took his boys with him. He took the disciples. Let's go back to the text. Matthew 18, starting in verse 19, says, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree, meaning are unified about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father, in heaven, there is power in your unity. 
And that's why the enemy is constantly trying to create division. He hates families. He hates healthy marriages. He hates friendships, church, all of it. Verse 20 says this, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. This is Jesus talking. Listen, you want the God of the universe fighting your battles? What do you gotta do? You gotta link arms with your brothers and sisters. And he says in that moment, I am with you. And, and not just with us, he's agreeing to. He's fighting too. That's what happens when you and I are unified in Christ. Now, don't misunderstand this term unity. It doesn't mean that we agree on every issue. By the way, that, that, that gets kind of boring. It actually means we're joined as a whole with the same ultimate purpose. Now, this reality, like this is found all throughout the scriptures. If you remember in the book of Acts, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit came when they were all together in one accord. What are you talking about? They were together unified in unity. I, I, I can remember, like, remember when James, James talks about praying for the sick. And what does he say? He says, he says to call the elders of the church together to anoint them. Why? Because they'll understand the power of unity. Listen, my friend, there's power in praying together in unity. And James goes on, James 5 verse 16. This is what he says here. He goes on and says, therefore confess your sins, meaning your struggles, your, your needs, even your prayer requests. Confess them to each other, talk about it, and pray for each other so that you may be what? Be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now listen, we love taking that verse out of context. We just love to quote that last part. But the entire section is talking about unity and praying for each other. Listen, if you, want, if you want powerful and effective prayers, do it together with other believers. It, it, it changes everything. And so this is why here at Pacific Coast Church, I'm telling you, small groups are our backbone. And here's why. It's because within a small group, where th this is where we find so much of our healing. Why? Because we're able to open up with each other in, a very, in very personal ways. Like, like we're able to like not just pray generic prayers, but like specific prayers for, for each other, M more so than you can by just coming to a service on, on Sunday. In fact, even this past week, my men's group, we, we prayed for each other and we even have a group text, right? The phone, like we have, we have a text thread where we can reach out to each other all week long. And let me tell you, we all take advantage of it and it's powerful. This, my friend, this is why, this is why small groups are so important. This is where our prayers are most effective. Praying and agreeing together, discipling and loving each other. So, so, so Jesus here, Jesus is modeling. He's showing us that, number one, the with matters, right? Here's the second one, and that is the watching, the watching. Let's go back to the text. Matthew 26, verse 36 says this. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. By the way, I've been there. It's, it's a real place. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. 
And so he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled, meaning these human um, experiences begin to take over. And then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. I don't really want to do this. He says, stay here. Keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Now, most of my life, I read that and I thought the disciples were like keeping watch, you know, so that no one attacked them or something like, like Jesus' personal security guards. And, and then I realized that this is a phrase found all throughout Scripture. L look at the book of Colossians chapter 4, starting in verse 2. L look what it says here. It says, Dev devote yourselves to prayer. Now, th these two things should be included in your prayers. Now, watch this. It says, be being watchful and thankful. Eph Ephesians says it like this. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Now watch this, verse 18. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? That's where we get that old uh, worship song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I mean, that's literally where that comes from. The question is, what exactly does this mean? Now, many of you know it's basketball season. And that's a sore subject here in the Northwest, but I, 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 I digress. <laughs> but for our family, that means our kids are all signed up and they're all playing on teams at the good old Lakewood YMCA. And let me just say, they're loving it. But I also gotta say, this is their first time for both of them playing organized basketball. So they're kind of having to learn a lot on the fly. So uh, I don't know, it was like a few weeks ago, we were all out in the driveway getting our shots in. You know what I mean? Talking about like, getting in and, and, and myself, who's, who's played basketball my whole life, I yelled out from across the driveway. I said, hey, Izzy, hey, Fulton, let me see you do a layup. I said, come on, you guys, let's run it back and get some drives to the hoop going. And, 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 and like, I just, just almost like, just, just came out of me and I'll never forget it. They both like stopped dribbling. They picked up their basketballs and they turned around and let out like a, like a huge, like, huh? And like, in that moment, I realized, oh yeah, they have no idea what I'm talking about. This is their first time. So with that, I relived my old glory days and my 41-year-old dad bod showed my two future hoop stars what a proper layup looks like and I managed not to tear my ACL. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, you know, this is what Jesus is doing here. He, he's not just telling his disciples, he's showing them. He's living it out. In fact, Jesus, he goes even further with this in Matthew 26, verse 40. Look what he says here. He says, it says here in the, in the text, it says, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Look what he said. He says, couldn't, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. 
Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, there's a type of listening that we do with our heart, meaning our mind, that ends up being visual. And so often when I talk about hearing from the Lord, I really just mean he's shown me something in my mind's eye. And, and some of you have been waiting for like an audible voice. Ha, da, da, da. But I believe that there's so much, so much power in the watching. So, so Jesus taught us so clearly that the with matters, the watching matters. And here's my third thought, and that is the walking, the walking matters. Let's go back to the text. Verse 42 says, he went away second time and he prayed. And this is what he prayed. He said, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and he went away once more. And he prayed the third time saying the same thing. I love the transformation that we see in the heart of Jesus at this point. Here's our Lord, here's our Savior. He's fully God, fully man. And in the course of this, this prayer, just a couple dozen words, he goes from dread and reluctance and saying, Lord, if you can allow this cup to be taken from me, he goes from that to his, ne his next prayer of, if this, is if this is the only way, then Lord, let your will be done to, to the result of all of it. And look what it says here. It says, so he left them and he went away once more and prayed the third time saying the same thing. Now look at what happens in verse 45. It says, then he returned to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. I mean, like even Jesus had to go through a heart transformation. Like, so, like he, had to, he had to like encounter some like true revelation. I'm reminded in James 22, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. And he compares this again to an illustration of seeing an image and like forgetting it. My friend, listen, the, the with, it matters, right? The watching is so important and we don't just stop there. We're called to, to walk it out. The, the, the walking matters, my friends. And so today, wherever you're watching from, whoever you're with, I don't, I don't know what today looks like for you. I, I don't know what the season looks like for you. I, there's so many folks that I'm connected to, um, so many folks within our own church that, man, this is, this is a hard season. This is, this is a difficult time for so many people, including myself. But I want you to know today that Jesus loves you so much that he was willing to take on flesh, he, God in flesh. He left heaven, I mean, think about that. To come to earth, take on humanity in physical form, 
he experienced all of the same types of emotions that you have experienced in your past or maybe you're even experiencing right now. Anxiety, fear, well, here's the scary word, temptation. Man, I don't know what you're facing today, but I want you to know that Jesus came and he did what he did because he loves you so much. And so today, if you feel reluctancy, if you're dealing with anxiety or fear, I want you to know Jesus in that garden before he lives out his ultimate assignment of going to the cross, meaning giving his life, dying for me and for you, for the sin of humanity. Man, I can't even imagine what that must have felt like. In fact, the scripture talks about he was so upset about it that in that same garden on that same night, he literally prayed. And while he was praying, drops of blood, sweat mixed with blood. I mean, that's, that's an intense amount of anxiety and fear. Literally, he, he, he wrestled with that. But in the end, he went through it and he completed it for you and for me. So why? So that we can not only have eternal life. I mean, just think about that. The fact that when you pass on, like scripture's clear that we're gonna spend eternity with Jesus in, in, in a place in a place where he's at. I'm excited about that. So you don't have to live anymore with fear as to what, what's gonna happen when I die. What, what's gonna happen when my loved one who's a follower of Christ, that, that stuff's no more, that, that's out the window. We are secure in knowing that when we pass, whether it's in a few minutes or in a bunch of years, I don't know, we, no, nobody knows, but I want you to know we're gonna be, we're gonna be caught up and we're gonna be with Jesus. But that's, that's like literally just like part of it. What's even almost, in my opinion, pretty even more exciting is that because of what Jesus did, we can live here. We can live here on earth, full of purpose, full of assignment, full of like real fulfillment that the world can't offer. That's what Jesus did for you and for me. And so now we can accept this gift of salvation and purpose and know that he is with us. His spirit is with us. So today, if you're dealing with some of these emotions that Jesus experienced in the garden, I encourage you, go to, go to God with it. Go to the Father with it. Get together in a small group with other people because that's where we're gonna be released and we're gonna be launching our, our, our brand new season of small groups. I encourage you, don't pass up on this season. I, I know there's folks that say, maybe next time. My, my life is so busy. You know what, mine is too. I'm telling you, every person that's in a small group, their life is busy too. But if you can make this a priority in your life of getting together with other people, we just read it in James, the, the beautiful picture of confession to one another. Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm struggling with. It's fascinating. Once you let that out, how many other people say, yeah, me too. And just, just the reality of that is so calming and, and reassuring and brings peace. And then you're able to take it a step further and pray for each other. And and be on a text thread. And I'm telling you, for me personally, just knowing I got a handful of dudes that I can just text one thing to and I get six or seven or eight answers back. I'm praying for you, JF. I'm here for you. You want me to stop by? Can I bring you? Oh, I, there, the, you talk about spiritual insurance right there. It's, it's pretty exciting. And so I encourage you to reach out. The, 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 the with others matters, the walking it out. Ultimately, ultimately is what we're called to do. Not just talking about it, not just reading about it and then out the back door of the church, but 
taking, taking the word and, and living it. Come on, let me just pray for you wherever you're at. Maybe you want to close your eyes. Maybe you want to bow your head. Maybe you want to stand up. Maybe you don't want to do any of that stuff. That's okay too. But this is a sacred moment where we're, we're going to connect with God and, and I'm going to lift you up and your family's lives up in prayer right now. Come on, wherever you're at. Lord, I just take a minute and I thank you for every person that's tuned in today. Grateful for all of those people that call the Pacific Northwest home. But God, we know that there's folks watching from all over the place. So wherever they are, God, I just bless every friend that's watching right now. I thank you for them. It means so much to me that it takes some time to tune in with us today. So God, I just pray for my friend right now. Maybe, maybe that's you, you're watching, and you say, Jay, I've got all kinds of stuff going on in my life. I'm dealing with a, uh, just a laundry list of issues. Fear, anxiety, shame, that's a big one that I encounter with folks. Bitterness, unforgiveness, addiction issues, broken relationships. Whatever it is, you say, Jeff, I'm just going through some stuff. I want to give my life to Jesus right now. Just hearing <laughs> that in that garden, he was dealing with some of those same emotions that I'm experiencing right now. Just, just that reality. I didn't, I'd never heard. I didn't even know that. Or maybe you did and you're just reminded. Like, If that's you today, you can accept Christ in your life. Just say, Lord, come into my life. God, you know the ins and outs of everything I'm dealing with right now. I pray that you would begin a, a, a healing journey in my life. Let it be so. I believe in you. That is, that is the requirement for salvation, my friend. Belief. That's it. Belief, belief in what? Who Jesus said, who Jesus said he was and who he is, the Son of God, the Messiah, the one that takes away the sins of the earth. That I believe that you died on the cross for me. But, but even better than that, you came back to life and you're alive now and that your spirit's here. I believe in all that in Jesus' name. Now, I want to pray one more prayer for those watching. You're a Jesus person. You're a follower of Jesus, but you're dealing with all kinds of anxiety. and Maybe, maybe you're ready to take the next step of, of your faith and get more plugged in with other believers. Maybe that's in Pacific Coast Church. Maybe you live somewhere, somewhere, somewhere else and you're not involved in a local community of believers, maybe this is your next step. Lord, I just pray for every friend watching right now that's dealing with some of these same feelings that you dealt with. God, I pray that you give them peace right now in Jesus' name. We just read it a few minutes ago, the power of two, you said it, power of two praying and agreeing together. If there's just one person watching right now that's alone and it's me, that there's the two right there, but I know that there's so many others. God, we just come together and we're in agreement right now. And I just pray for my friend who's a believer that is walking through some tough times right now. God, I pray you touch them, heal them, whatever that looks like, give them peace today. We thank you for this time together. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing within Pacific Coast Church 2022 is off and running and you're already doing so many amazing things, God. And I'm so grateful for this church. I'm so grateful for the, for the family that it is, the relationships, the new relationships that I've made through this local body of believers. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for where we're going. And once again, we just say it out loud. Holy Spirit, we, we, we just give you full authority to lead us and guide us, to change our plans if they need to be changed. God, we thank you for continued open doors. We thank you for this time, in Jesus' name, 
Amen. 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 Man, I love that thought. Such a short prayer that Jesus gave, but that entire transformation that ultimately led to our transformation, right? Our salvation. Such a powerful message. I'm excited for the Lord to unpack more of this to you throughout this week as you check out these questions that I'm about to give. Just as a reminder, if you're brand new with us, we give these questions at the end of every sermon so that you in your small groups, again, we really believe in small groups, so that you and your small groups can really discuss and also chat through maybe in depth what we weren't able to cover in our messages. We know God speaks to each and every one of you. And so often he speaks really powerfully in those types of discussions. And so we want to encourage you to do that. Maybe also journal about them. That can be so powerful as well. And so maybe get your phones ready. You can take a screenshot or a picture of the questions because they go kind of fast. Question number one, do you have trustworthy people that you pray with? If not, what is keeping you from that? And how can you overcome it? Number two, what does it mean to be watchful in prayer? How can you practice that in your prayer time? Number three, has God spoken to you about a specific assignment in this season? Are you actively walking that out? If not, what are two things you can do to begin operating in obedience to what he has for you. And I am praying that the Lord ministers to you as you are really honest with yourself and maybe your inner circle about those questions and what the Lord is speaking. I'm excited to hear what he does with all of that. A couple quick reminders. Definitely sign up for a small group if you haven't already. If you haven't ever explored our dream team, go online to Pacific Coast Church. Check that out. We are always adding more teams as the Lord brings the right people in. That's super exciting. And Growth Track, if you've never been through Growth Track, remember Virtual Growth Track, the February session starts this Wednesday. So go sign up for that at PacificCoast.Church. As always, thank you for your giving. Thank you for hearing the Lord and following what he's speaking. We're excited for everything he has for us this week. And if we don't see you before then, we'll see you at noon prayer on Wednesday.